Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It's Thursday the 19th, and I'm here with Ryan Anderson. I hope you are enjoying your morning or your day or your evening or whatever this is for you, whether you're doing dishes or what would you be doing while you're listening to a podcast, Ryan? Driving. Driving. Commuting. Yeah. I listen to podcasts when I'm driving as well. Um. So today, we're going to pick up on our week's readings, and this week's passage comes to us from John 9, verses 1 through 41. Let's dive in. Ryan, do you want to read this for us? Sure, I can read it. Okay. John 9, 1 through 41. As he walked along, he saw a a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming, where no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with his saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which meant, which, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. The neighbors of the, and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, it is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus, made mud, spread it on my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought me to the fair they brought to the Pharisees the man who had been formerly blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes. Then I was wash then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God. 
for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? They were, and they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened, he said. He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who they say who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents asked, or his parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God, for we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was born blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to be his, become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to the one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one who is speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. Thanks, Ryan. Okay, a couple of things about this. Remember yesterday I said there's some stark parallels, like uh, contrasts between light and darkness, heart and appearance, and in this story, sight and blindness. So, so you see Jesus, 
healing this this man who was who was blind from birth, and uh, it's kind of introduced when the disciples say, "Jesus, w- did this who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Why did why was he born blind? Did did they do something bad or?" And uh, which is kind of a funny thing to say because did <laughs> did this man sin and was that why he was born blind? Because <laughs> It'd be like retroactive, uh, <laughs> <kind of> funny. <laughs> but um, but then God says neither. It this happened so that God's work might be revealed. I love that. There's the grace of God there. Say, I mean, how many of us have been born into conditions or families or just a world that is broken and that feels like maybe a prison or a uh, a burden or um, suffering born into that, that was no fault of our own. Yet we spend so much energy trying to blame somebody when Jesus is saying, this is so that God's glory can be revealed. I'm, I'm going to take care of this and you're going to be able to see God's glory more fully. I don't know. I think of um, uh, when we're recording this just a few days ago, Chris Klein preached and he was saying, you know, some suffering is is from birth and he used it himself as an example of somebody who um there was nothing he could do about the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck but he's like other things are a choice where we make right um and jesus is saying all of it is is so that god's work might be revealed in those people but um anyway and then jesus draws it says i'm the light of the world and he uh he reveals himself to the man and he, and he heals, heals the man of his blindness. Um, and then the, the teachers of the law, um, are, they are completely, uh, taken off guard. They cannot get their minds around this. It's like (laughs) how many times, how many questions they have to ask to go like, who was this man? How did he do this? There's no way. Like so many, times they're they cannot they can't get over it and no matter how many times the man tells them it was jesus he healed me yes i am that same man yes i am yes i am yes i am um you can just see their blindness Mm -hmm. they they can't they can't see it they can't see jesus for who he is and yet this man believes right away i don't know i love that about this story what what were some of the things that you kind of maybe just one or two things that you were drawn to Yeah. I mean, I sense like, as you were talking about that and how many times they asked him, he is just frustrated at that point. He's like, how many times do I have to tell you? And so you can see that Christ not only opened his eyes, but I think there's like an opening of like all of who he is. He's like laying it out there. He's like, I don't know how you don't see this wonderful truth. I don't know how you don't see Christ as this light. You keep seeing, you said that they said in there that we worship Moses and his parents were even afraid of what they might say mm-hmm. about this Jesus guy. Because if, if you said that he's the Messiah, we're going to throw you out. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're, we're with Moses. We're going to stick with you guys. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if Moses was there, he'd be like, you guys are blind. Mm-hmm. These great followers of Moses, his teaching, his word, if he was there. He'd be like, I was just the messenger. 
mm-hmm. this person is something so much more. Yeah, I mean, the blind man is persistent in his witness. Yes. Which reminds me of Psalm 23 that we talked about on Tuesday. Um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And here's the blind man being put at a table with his enemies, the people who are who are berating him, saying, you didn't actually experience this healing. You aren't worthy. You were sinned from birth. How dare you lecture us? And he's at a t- table with them. He's in fellowship with them. And he's bearing witness to the light and exposing their blindness, which I think is a beautiful tie-in from, I mean, when it says they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind, that's a table that's been prepared for the man that he did not ask for. Those are his enemies. He does not want to be there, I'm sure. He just, him and his parents probably just want to go enjoy his sight and be left alone. But um, I love that piece of it. And just the frustration he must have felt in the midst of that, like, just like you said, how many times do I have to tell you guys this? Um, I can just kind of feel this frustration coming through. Yeah, I think there's an interesting, what the imagery that I'm almost thinking of is if Christ has opened his eyes, it would be as if these blind Pharisees are trying to tell this man what a tree looks like. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my eyes are open. I'm looking at this tree. Mm-hmm. The bark is brown. The leaves are green. And they're like, no, they are not. Yeah. That is not the tree. It's like uh, gaslighting is what we would call that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like trying to, basically trying to turn him blind again. Yeah. Almost. And uh, refusing to open their eyes and just simply accept it. I can see that in my life when I, when I am blind or being stubborn is how I'd put it. You know, where there's things that are being laid out to me very plain. You know, I, I mean, I think that this happens in marriage all the time where Rachel's like, Hey, this is what it is. And I just can't get my mind over it. You know, I can't get my mind around it. Um, that softness of heart to be able to be open and to see the reality that God is presenting and to embrace it. Embrace a new thing. I also think of Peter who is able to see the Gentiles who receive the Holy spirit when other people don't. And he goes back to Jerusalem and says, the Gentiles will receive the Holy spirit guys. And they go, no, 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 no. You have to remember. He's like, believe me, they did. Like, I know what I saw. He bore witness to the light. So I'm willing to bear witness to the things God is doing, even if it runs against, uh, you know, status quo or our, our previous conceptions. Are we willing to let our minds be changed and be open to the movement of the spirit? It's kind of what I see. All right, cool. We have to um, move on to the next one for tomorrow. So tomorrow is Friday and it's, uh, what are we looking at tomorrow? Ephesians 5, 1 through 9. Oh, we're going to we're gonna look at the passage that preceded the passage we read earlier this week, tomorrow. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.